0: so it's been quite interesting to be part of this commission and the commission measures the state of health care on the continent.
1: A year since the mark of the first COVID-19 case in South Africa, how would you say your work dealing with the Africa health agenda as well as the UA being
0: contributing to the pandemic? The pandemic already exposed what we saw during the Ebola crisis. So we're seeing that we have weak health systems on this continent. We're seeing that we're unable to procure vaccines, for example, but we're also seeing weak governance and corruption as a result of COVID-19, but that was existing in the health system quite a long time ago and continues to exist. And so what this commission has done is it starts to show and bring to light what are the problem areas for health care. For example, we're looking at a 50% ball mark or ballpark figure, which we're seeing that only 50% of the African population has access to health care services. Only 50% of women have access to health care services. So I really like this 50% mark, which comes out of this report, because it starting to show us how far are we along as a continent. It's also showing us how, despite continental agreements like the Africa Health Strategy, the Abuja Declaration by the African Union, which says that countries need to dedicate 15% of GDP to healthcare. But that never happened. We're also then finally seeing what the quality of healthcare services are. So Essentially, within this context of the pandemic, the Commission is showing how important it is to look at service coverage, how important it is to look at quality how important it is to look at corruption and governance issues and how the continent needs to go forward in building stronger health care systems because these simply don't exist
1: now speaking about moving forward you've represented south africa at the african union youth council going forward what would you hope to achieve when it comes to the health of young people and women i
0: think that it's comes down to the ground level of thinking of the person as a patient and especially when it comes to adolescents and women's rights we're very very far off track so for example in many countries still women and girls need to ask either their mother in laws or need to ask their husbands for either money or even permission to go and access health care services so that's the first barrier or adolescents for example there's, there's something known as the age of consent for medical services and what we find in different parts of the continent is that adolescents also need their parents permission to be able to access healthcare services. And sometimes they want to access services that they don't want to tell their parents about. So how do we start to address all of these issues? But the biggest thing that's come out a lot is how do we start to remove these barriers? So how do we start to, for example, leverage digital health? We've seen Ubers delivering flu vaccines. we are seeing that most young people sit on their mobiles. How do we make sure that we get health services digitized? Because I think that's a big opportunity on the continent. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.